Welcome, everybody, to Latino Free Minds, uh, to the people that are going to watch the replay. You know, thanks for joining. For the people that are going to jump in here live, you know, uh, hope you enjoy the conversation. We have uh, Christian with us today. Uh, Danny had to take care of some uh, some issues, so um, it'll be it'll be me and Christian. And you know, there's a lot of things going on today, uh, especially with the border. But uh, before we get into all that, because I want to talk about the border and the the town hall that Trump did yesterday with CNN. So we'll try to hit on that and then, you know, whatever else comes up. Uh, but Christian, welcome back to the show. How you doing, man? Good, good, man. What you want to talk about? Some quid uh, pro quo or what? Uh, some border talk right now real quick. <laughs> some border talk. There's a lot going on there. Um, so... <clears throat> A lot of the talk so far, kind of that you've seen, I don't know if you've seen it out there, like on social media, has been um, people talking about, you know, Title 42, how that's ending today. So just to kind of, I guess, put it in a nutshell, what Title 42 is, it was implemented when Trump was in office in 2020 due to COVID. And basically, migrants that get apprehended had to wait in Mexico due to the health risks of COVID. So that's... Title 20, uh, 42, sorry, was started under Trump during COVID. So basically was that remain in Mexico kind of uh, thing, right? Um, okay. So since the COVID, the, the national emergency for COVID was ended today, then it ends Title 42 because it was tied into COVID. Um, so the government <clears throat> releasing emergency powers? <laughs> I know, right? So yeah, they 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 all they of a sudden. And so Title 42 ending today because of COVID uh, emergency ending is what everybody's kind of concerned about, right? So <clears throat> right now, well, with Title 42, like I said, if someone would get caught, they'd have to wait in Mexico until, you know, they had their time to get seen again or, or, or whatnot. Um, before that, prior to Title 42, we've always had Title 8. So you're going to hear about these two, which, you know, I would just kind of put in a nutshell. It's you can get apprehended. A migrant can get apprehended at the border and then they can get questioned if they're claiming asylum, whether that claim is credible or not. So if they think it's credible, basically, you know, the person's allowed to stay. They get a they get a date to see, you know, whenever they're going to see a judge or whatnot. And and basically they're they're in the country. If it was incredible, then that person gets deported. So, you know, Title Eight has been <clears throat> in place for, for a while, but Title 42 made it so that if they got apprehended, they'd have to wait in Mexico. And Title Eight allows if they have a credible asylum claim, allows them to stay here. So that's the that's the difference, right? And those are the, probably the two that you'll you'll hear about the most. Um, so, <clears throat> again, so with that being said, everybody's worried that Title Forty Two goes away, and now all the migrants that are there waiting in Mexico for for them to come now can, in a sense, you know, not to sound dramatic, but rush rush the border, right? Because now there's no waiting period. Now you can come in claim asylum, and then, you know, it's, it's up to them to basically convince whoever's interviewing them 
if that asylum claim is valid or not. So <clears throat> that's the fear, right? Having a lot of people at once trying to cross the border because they were all just kind of waiting in Mexico. So I don't know what you what you think of that. Yeah, man. So it just sounds like the floodgates are open, you know, and you know, you don't you don't want every I think uh he cut off real quick. We'll we'll see if uh if Christine comes back on. Too I think his feed. Oh. I think your feed kind of cut off a little bit. Oh man. Oh, yeah. No, well, I just, you know, it, it sounds like the floodgates are open. You know, I, you're seeing things on Twitter where people are waiting around. You, I think even there's a little, you know, kind of a gun show yesterday where they're shooting at each other. I don't know who it was, but, you know, there's definitely activity at the border. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, when you open the floodgates like that, you know, not it's not everybody, you know, coming with good intentions, you know. Right, right. And then that's true, right? And not all of them. Again, because, you know, I think this is where people get manipulated and, and think it's all Latinos. It's it's not Latinos. It's it's a lot of different um, people from different countries. So, you know, we kind of got to, in a sense, try when when we're talking about the border, not just think about it oh, as anti-Latino thing. If I want border security, it's I'm against Mexicans or I'm against Latinos. It, that's not the case. It's there's a lot of other people that are mixed into that. And I believe last year they caught, they stopped 90, I want to say 98 suspected uh, or, or people that are on the terror watch list at the southern border. So, you know, what I mean, it's not like we're just trying to stop Latino people. It, it's other threats that could potentially be there. You know, and it's, you know, I think the, the hard, the one of the harder things is because, you know, when we hear the border, you know, we're all, we're Hispanic or, you know, uh, Latin, whatever you want to say. But when you think of, you know, somebody crossing the border, we think of our aunt, we think of our uncle, we think of our parents, uh, you know, their trip, you know, through the border, if they had to make that necessary trip, you know, so, you know, we're, of course, you know, we're going to have a little, a little bit, well, you know, my family's gone through it, you know, so you, you know, you're putting them in that shoe, but you, you got to think at the broader, you know, aspect, not everybody is your tia or your tío, you know, or, you know, want best for you. Yeah. And uh, that's something that, uh, you know, with Danny, we talked about before, it's kind of like that guilt, right? Like you're saying, it's like you, you know, that your family kind of went through it, they're here. And then, you know, you were born here, you're, you're provided these opportunities. So you kind of, in a sense, you, you have that desire that, okay, you know, everybody has that opportunity because at the end of the day, no matter what they say, this is, this is the the greatest country on earth. And even though theme, things might seem bad, like it's still, you know, we're still in the best position we can be. We just kind of got to, how could you put it clean house or, or take care of our stuff here internally. But right. at the end of the day, America is still America. And, and even if, Number one. yeah, even if some Americans don't believe in the American dream, there's a reason why a lot of these people are coming here because it's real. So you've got the luxury to say that you don't like the United States of America. You could be an immigrant that came from a communist country and came from bad or the slums or North Korea come to the United States and still say, Hey, well, this is, this is bad too, you know? So, and you're not going to get prosecuted. You're not going to, nobody's going to come after you with a whip or anything. 
you know. So I do think, you know, we take that for granted, just freedom of speech and all these other little freedoms that we have in certain states and, you know, but all in all, you know, there's nothing to complain about. Um, we all know people that come from the struggle. We all know people that, you know, and they come here for a better start. But, you know, there, there's 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 a way. Yeah. And it's funny right now you said that. Uh, uh, oh, man, I'm going black. But you said whip. <laughs> And that was, you know, that was a big controversy with the border, right? As far as the border patrol would be oh, using the reins, right? But that's the, that's, that's the media manipulation, right? We 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 told you. I think we had when we had Art Del Cueto on. He even he said he's like, yeah, no, that was, you know, pretty much fake news, right? It wasn't it wasn't true, and where they were just using those optics as manipulation, so. I'm going I'm to play you this clip just just so you guys can see uh, or you can hear how the media responds to something. Right. And and how they use their feelings, their money, their their whatever it is that they have to manipulate people. So, you know, just check this out. Listen to this. Southern border is not just Mexicans, it is Haitians, it's Africans, as, we, as we've seen, particularly with that issue with the Haitians um, being whipped with the reins or the horses. But what is there? Well, let me just uh, correct you right there, because actually the investigation concluded that the whipping did not occur. I'm sorry, I saw it differently. They were whipped with something from the horse, reins from a horse. I, I Maybe the, the video or the picture was fixed, but what I saw was totally different. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to leave you as uh, 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 corrected. <laughs> so you see, so the guy's telling her, we did the investigation, and it turns out nobody was whipped with horse reins. And what does the journalist or that media person say? She says, I'm sorry, I saw something different. So, you know, at the end of the day, the truth can come out after time. And if they don't want to buy it, they're not going to buy it. And if they don't, well, that's that's the media source, right? They're going to put out the story they want to put out. Well, the, the worst part is it's the same picture. We all got the same picture, whether you're Democrat or Republican. There is no left picture, left, right picture. It's it the same picture. Yeah. And, you know, clearly you and me can see. Anybody can see in that picture that it's it's the reins to, to you know the horse. You can follow the guy's arms; they're holding the reins. It wasn't a whip where he pulled it back, and you see it snapping and breaking wind. You know, so it's it's just the that prop, propaganda arm because we had there was enough people screaming saying it's a whip, it's a whip, it's a whip that people that had the picture in front of them and they can clearly see. But there's enough people yelling it's a whip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're 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 gonna yell it's a whip, right? So <clears throat> you you froze up again a little bit, but this is Mallorca's, right? And and no, nobody, you know, he's not the best. And even you know, he's out there on the podium, and he's saying that this isn't true. So again, it, it just it kind of shows, right? What journalists have an agenda, a lot of the media has an agenda, and, you know, they can be hit with with the truth and all that, and they still, whatever they believe in, you know, if the if the sky is red to them, it's going to be red no matter, you know, how many times you tell them it's blue. <clears throat> so, you know, so kind of going back into the to the, the border, right, and, and Title 42, Title 8, all that stuff, so... 
just to give you guys an idea. So in the fiscal year 2023, so when it comes to the Border Patrol, uh, it is counted from October to September. So for this right here, this year, current year, it's October 22 to today, let's say. Um, so in that time frame, which is October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, about eight months, um, they've had over a million encounters at the southern border, right? So that's a million people that have tried to cross the border, um, the su- southern border. And just to kind of give you guys a breakdown of those numbers is, let's see, where did I put that? So, so far this year in 2023, there have been 419,000 migrants expelled through Title 42. So, meaning 419,000 migrants that are basically, if they decided to wait in Mexico, have been waiting in Mexico. So, if they didn't, you know, maybe some of them said, no, I'm not going to wait, I'm going back, and they went back. But let's just say that encounters that that are reported it's 419,000 that have been reported through that. And, <laughs> you know, that's the, I guess that's the fear that maybe a lot of them didn't go back and they're still waiting. So Title 42 goes away. I don't have to wait in Mexico no more. I can, you know, try again. And Daniel, is, would you say that this, uh, this government is uh, for you know, keeping that title around where, you know, they have to wait in Mexico or is, you know, Biden kind of, kind of for them coming in? Well, I think if I'm not mistaken, kind of, I had just seen this before it started. Um, I believe the house passed uh, basically a border protection uh, bill and it was basically partisan, right? It was all down the line, pretty much all down the line, uh, yes, from Republicans and all down the line, no, from Democrats. So, you know, it, it's it's something that, you know, people got to understand that the border talk gets politicized, right? And it becomes a political issue. And at the end of the day, you know, one party panders more to the migrants than the other. So, you know, both parties, I would say, are not anti-immigrant. They just have different, um, what do you call it, policies they want to set in place for it. So, and I think that's where, you know, again, the manipulation, the lies of, you know, the media and politicians, that's where it causes all this division and all this manipulation towards the border. Yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess, you know, because you hear, you know, the process, right? You got the dreamers. They're still, they're, their future's up in the air. That's unfortunate for them, you know, and, you know, you're talking about a partisan thing where the left isn't doing anything. The right is can't do anything that they're promising because the left doesn't want it that way. And, you know, like you said, they all have their own policies that they want to implement. And they, I feel It just feels like they want to take credit, you know. We got them in through this way. You know, but, you know, just to put the little conspiracy hat back on, you know, it makes me think, you know, that the the, the left, like you said, we're pa- they pander a little bit more to, you know, um, 
the, a certain social class or whatever, or, you know, immigrants, whatever it is. Um, we see them that they're able to get licenses, IDs and all that. You know, the one the next step that that's missing is for them to vote. You know, and I think that's what they were pushing for a while. And again, this is just the conspiracy hat on, you know, <laughs> they're starting to figure out that the Hispanic Latinos, the, the ones that, you know, are coming over here, the hard workers that actually want to do something here and do, you know, better themselves. They come with conservative ideas. <laughs> you know, that that doesn't help the left too much either. And I think mm-hmm. that's what your whole, you know, lead is about, you know, finding those things where we, we have in common, more common, you know, than than this, um, you know, this this perspective that we're getting from the media. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, yeah, that's the point. I think we said it from day one. It's like, you know, try to give people a different perspective. And then at the end of the day, you know, you decide whether whether you agree with it or not. If you don't, you know, well, well what can I do? It is what it is. But that's the that's the thing that's missing nowadays, right? You can't even disagree without being called something or without being labeled something that, you know, you, you hate this, you hate that, you're anti this, you're, you know, whatever, whatever labels they are, right. You're a Nazi, you're a racist, you know, and it's just like, no, it's not that. I just, I just don't agree with it. And you know, it is what it is. It's, it's those, it's those out, outright, you know, titles that they want to, the, the finger pointing, you know, that they want to give you. Because, you know, yeah, during the pandemic, you, you, I'm sure you lost some friends or, you know, f- just because of some some not even radical beliefs, you know, but you get balled up into, you know, groupthink and everybody throws you into in, into that category, you know. And it's unfortunate because, again, people know that you're not a Nazi. People know you're not you, maybe not even full right wing or you know, more down the middle. But. I think I lost you again. Hold on, let me see. Oh, Maybe it's uh, the Wi-Fi or something. Yeah, it's got to be something. I... <laughs> Everybody active. All my gigabytes used. <laughs> get them off. If they're not watching, get yeah, them off. I'm take... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, it, it's... The, the border talk is it's more layered, right? Than I think right. what the media, what politicians want it, want it to be. And, and I think that's where kind of like doing this kind of stuff helps kind of show those different layers. Um, Cause you know, the, 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 the issues at the border. And we said this before on the show, when we talked about it is that it's not the same border problems or border issues when, you know, our grandparents came over or our parents came over or whatnot. It's it's a whole different issue. We have the 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 rise in people that are trying to come over is way higher. So, you know, it's it's not the same, it's not comparable. And there's also a bunch of other layers which, you know, nowadays they'll they'll talk about um the border patrol as a negative thing. And you know, when we had Art Del Cueto on he was talking about how it's, you know, one of the biggest humanitarian groups. And, and, you know, I, I agree with that. And so what we, what we have to do is, and I lost Kristen real quick, I guess, but what we have to do is pay attention 
to all the things that get tied into it, right? Um, so just to kind of show some more data on on what the Border Patrol does. So the the most recent numbers that the Border Patrol has as far as people they've run into that have either they found dead or they rescued from dying, basically, uh, in year 2021 is the last year that they have. It was 3,991 people. So that's combined in 2021 that either they found dead or they rescued from dying. Um, so, you know, that's, that's a, that's a big number, right? It's 3,991 people that, you know, probably shouldn't have been going through what they were going through. And, and then just to kind of break down those numbers, you know, we have 568 people that they found dead for whatever reason, dehydration, heat exhaustion, um, you know, whatever, they have different reasons that, that they listed. So 568 people were found dead and they rescued 3,423 people. So that's 3,423 people that could have died. And because the border patrol is out there patrolling, watching, looking, you know, they're able to save 85% of the people, you know, close to 86% of the people that would have died if no one showed up. Uh, so, you know, there, there's a good, there's a good side to this good side to the border patrol that doesn't get highlighted. And, you know, we got to make sure that we, we pay attention to all these things and, and not just the negative that you see about the border patrol. So I don't know how much of that you caught. I kind of saw you went away. So uh, I kind of just kept going, but basically just to sum it up for you real quick is, I was talking about the numbers that they have, the most recent numbers for deaths and rescues combined that the Border Patrol found because the Border Patrol gets a lot of negative, uh, what do you call it, publicity, right? So <clears throat> combined, people they've rescued or found dead is 3,991. And this is the breakdown of that. So 568 people they found dead. 3,423 that they rescued. So people that could have died, but didn't because someone showed up. Um, so th this is the data and, and, you know, we need to, how could I put it? Highlight this data because it's important. It's important for people to see the positive that the, the border patrol, you know, contributes to in, in, in what they do. <clears throat> So, you know, it, it's it's something that, you know, I think I lost Christine again, um, but it's something that that should be highlighted. the The border patrol isn't this this big group of you know racist people. A lot of the border patrol are are Latino people, Hispanic people that are working, and you know we talked about this when we had Art Del Cueto on, and they're. They're just trying to, you know, help people out. You know, they understand that people want to come here for a better life and, you know, for work. But we also got to understand that not everyone is coming with those intentions. So, you know, we, we, we have to, when the Border Patrol is doing good, you know, we have to acknowledge that. 
So, welcome back. <laughs> hey, man, I don't know. There's some type of EMP they're hitting me. They know, they know you're speaking the truth over here. They don't, they don't want to hear me talk. <laughs> no, but, you know, it, it's, it's um, you know, the Border Patrol does some positive stuff. So, you know, rescuing 3,423 people from dying. So these are people that if no one would have showed up, they probably would have died. You know, you rescue 85% of the, of the of the people that you run into that need help. You know, it's it's a positive because I get it. People are trying to come here to better life, but it's also dangerous, right? Uh, <clears throat> and... So with that being said, is the other layer to it is also the the drug layer, right? The drug trafficking that happens. And we we have to take that into consideration that the cartels or you know whoever is taking advantage of open borders. So, you know, that's the other layer, like I was saying. The border is a layered conversation. It's not anti this, anti immigrant. It's it's not that. It's it's so many other things that are attached to it. So just to kind of you know, because I wanted when I when I was kind of prepping for this, I was like, all right, I want to have data available so people understand, right? That it again, there's layers to it, and people got to hear these numbers. Maybe they've never heard them before. Or, or, or seen them before, but you know, th- this is what it is. So just again, from October, 2022 to today, all drugs combined that have been seized at the border, it's 264,000 pounds of drugs. So those are the drugs that they've caught, you know, coming through the border. Who knows how many pounds, you know, got away so that's, you know, it's an eye-opening number. It's a, it's a lot of drugs in eight months. Um, and then to break it down specifically to fentanyl, which is one of the worst drugs and one of the drugs that is currently affecting this country and, and killing people, right, is, you know, fentanyl since October to September which so which would be October to today today May, they've seized fourteen thousand seven hundred pounds of fentanyl. So, you know that's a lot. That's a lot of fentanyl, and it's a very deadly drug. When you're talking about it, it just takes a penny's worth to to go ahead and kill a whole family. Yep. So so and then just to kind of. You know, again, give you some data. It's two to three milligrams of fentanyl that can cause a death. So if you have that much intake, it can kill you, right? So if we're talking 14,700 pounds, we're talking about 6.3 billion milligrams, okay? Which would equal about 2.1 billion deaths. So if you if you take those numbers and you divide them, this this is this is what you get, and it's crazy. It's a hell of a party. It's yeah, and it's just from October last year to today, for example. So you're to date, 
and it's counted from their fiscal year is October to September. So, you know, 14,000 pounds of fentanyl, um, you know, just to kind of give you the rundown. So, so that's, do, do, do. Um, in 2021, there was 11,000 pounds. In 2020, there was 4.8,000, so 4,800. So it's really, I, I guess you could say, skyrocketed, you know, recently. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of makes sense. I mean, we have a weaker border. So, you know, obviously these people, cartels or whatnot, they're going to try to get their product across. And if the border is weak, nobody's watching it as as hard as probably we could be watching it. You know, it, it's going to cause that kind of stuff. If I'm going to bring some fentanyl, I think I'm going to do it today. If I'm going to bring it across the border, I think today's the day. Yeah, I mean, if if we're not if we're not taking our border seriously, then you know, if we don't do it, who else is going to do it, right? Nobody, and and that's the thing that that we gotta we gotta remember is 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 a different layer to everything, especially when it comes to the border. They're real problems, and they don't all get talked about. So you know, that's why I think it's important to to have these type of conversations. <clears throat> it's not as easy as black and white. No, no, it's not. And and this is how, and just to kind of show you guys another video, this is how, I guess, simple they want to make the, the border talk. To create crisis at the border so that uh, people come here and they are always subject to being illegal workers. Um, and we need to do something about that in this country. Those folk who are coming across are the ones who are helping to put food on our table. Without them, we're not able to eat. If you, if you turn them away, if, if all of them were uh, turned away, and then you, this legislation passed, making it easier to get at people who are already here legally, and you have no immigration, then we would have no food on our plates. We would have no, nobody taking care of uh, the building, the construction of our uh, homes. We would have nobody cleaning up in the hospitals. Uh, you know, honest work that deserves an honest day's pay. You know, that's the kind of system that we need to have in this country. Immigration is important. And my friends on the other side of the aisle want to uh, pretend that they want to close this border. So you see, it's like they, it's, it's simplified, right? And it sounds, you know, would, would you say, okay, I, I agree with the saying, right? There's a lot of hard workers that come in, do a lot of the jobs that, you know, a lot of the hard, hard work, you know, hard labor jobs. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it makes sense. But it's also, again, it's more than that. It's not just about who's going to clean the hospitals. And, yeah. And, and it's it, almost it's, disrespectful saying, you know, uh, amounting that that's all we're good for, that, you know, <laughs> that my people are just baggages and all that. You know, um, my girlfriend used to work at, shout out Betsy, she used to work at, uh, at Kohl's and, um, Ah, uh, you freeze it up. <laughs> Let's see if it comes back on. 
I don't know. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> we got to run this one back. But and if I could spit it out, you know, uh, my girlfriend, Betsy, she used to work at a Kohl's, you know, and uh, there's other cashier ladies. And, you know, while Betsy was going to school, she would show up with her homework. And these ladies, you know, working at Kohl's, they're like, oh, that's that's easy math work. I'll do it for you. They're engineers, you know, in their countries. They were, you know, doctors in their countries, you know, in Turkey or wherever they're from. And you know, here they're working at behind the cashier, you know. So it's again. And like you said, you know, they're hardworking people. Uh, some of these immigrants, some of them. Right. Yeah. I was at Home Depot today and I'm seeing a guy standing on a corner. Standing on corner is his battle every day, waiting, you know, hoping somebody passes by and trust him enough to do some work around his house. You know, and what yeah. separates me from that guy? You know, not much. I don't have a degree. I could just speak English pretty good. Uh, I can, you know, and maybe illiteracy, illiteracy that, that, that's pretty much it, what I have on him, you know? So, yeah, man. So, you know, it's more. It's more than just we're baggages and stuff, but <laughs> I, I get it. I get it, yeah. you know. It's I not think just <laughs> Yeah. I think that's what person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the border a silhouette where we all fit through and it's like <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Uh I think I think that um you know, and I think this is that something that Trump was kind of trying to say too is like when it comes to border and immigrants, we should base it off of merit, right? You know, what are they bringing to the table? Um you know, people like that, right? That if they're if they're doctors from their country, you know, we should take that into consideration. And and you know, I don't know if it's some sort of exam or test they got to pass out here where they kind of prove, okay, they got the skills. Like you know, if they're a doctor in their country, they come here. You know, you would imagine that they're able to also, you know, we're humans, right? They're treating yeah. other humans as well. So it's it's you but, would imagine you know, we, that here. We, We've got it so reversed here where, you know, the welfare, the welfare system kind of praises you, right? If you're down and out, they pray, they want to keep you there. And if you stay below 30,000 or 25,000, 10, 15,000, we'll help you out even more, right? And I feel like in Mexico, you know, I've heard the story where our grandpa, you know, a lot of people didn't like our grandpa because he had some land in Mexico. And they would say, well, why does the government give you, you know, fertilizer? Why does the government give you seeds? Why do, why do they give you all this? He says, because I'm a landowner. Mm. I own the land. I'm going to do something with it. You don't have land. Why would the government give you fertilizer? Right? And mm-hmm. if that's what they're doing in Mexico, and we got it all reversed where we're, you know, we, if, yeah, I, the welfare system, I think, has got to, I understand it, but you know, it's one of those, you know, yeah. If you make me comfortable sitting down in the couch and I, I can get by that way and I got that type of attitude, I'm going to take it, man. I thought about it. But, <laughs> you know, I'll think about it, but you can't give in, right? It's, it's yeah. yeah, it makes it it, it makes it easy. And, and kind of, again, we talked about it before. It's like it takes people's work ethic or their drive to try to, um, you know, make make their situation better, right? To try to have a better life. Um, you know, it, it it tears that apart, right? It takes that away from from people. And yeah, I think the the welfare system, you know, it has its how could you put it? It has its positives. But you know, obviously, you know, we we're we're all, you know, we're alive. We see it when we're out at the store and stuff like that. There are there are people that are taking advantage of it, right? Yeah, that if you can get by 
and you don't have to lift a finger, you know. And like you said, and you got that kind of attitude where it's like, hey, cool. Now I don't got to do anything. Then you're not going to do anything. It's just Bro, EBT card gave me 200 bucks a week. <laughs> Come on. Come on. And then and more and more, you know, they take those everywhere now. It used to be just grocery stores. Now you can pretty much spend on anything. So they can buy lead merch to the EBT <laughs> card. Go ahead, do it. We can buy this shirt right here. You see it. <laughs> you see it. You like it. <laughs> but uh but no man, for real, it's like it, it's it's uh you're gonna you guys are gonna see a lot in the in the media about you know immigration i think right now and especially leading up into the election you know we're getting into that time where that, that cycle is going to pick up and you know we got to pay we got to be mindful and pay close attention to to everything that's going on you know what i mean and <clears throat> you know let's see uh <clears throat> yeah it, with what you're reading yeah, yeah. news the headlines all that yeah, it, it it's it's crazy. It, it's crazy, right? People, are, you're gonna get manipulated, and if you don't know that the manipulation is taking place, like we talked about, is you know they're gonna get you, and they're gonna have you feeling emotional. They're gonna have you feeling like you know they're they're on your side. They're 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 the good guys, but it's like you know what we've we've been in this world long enough to know that you know, they've been promising the same things over and over and over and nothing has changed. We're still talking about the same immigration policies, you know what I mean? That need to get yeah. fixed. And, and it's just, that's just what it is. But one party, again, panders more, right? They have different, both parties are not anti-immigrant. They just have different routes. One route just sounds easier and appeals more to people because again, why struggle? So, I mean, I think that that you know the the border patrol, what they're doing, and having a a good how could you put it system in place when it comes to the border is very important because you know, like I said, now you have uh you know the fear of getting thousands of people coming and trying to come in at once. You know, if if you let everybody in and then you lose track of everybody right and there's gonna be some people in there that you know have bad intentions and that's just true you know that's just i don't know if you want to call it basic science basic math there's gonna be some people that cross the border that don't have good intentions all those people crossing the border aren't perfect aren't saints there's gonna be some bad ones and we have to not be too prideful to where we can't even admit that. I think that's where a lot of people fell for that whole Trump thing when, when he first ran was people were too prideful to admit the fact that, yeah, there are rapists, there are drug dealers, there are murderers. And, yeah, some of them are going to try to come up here and some of them are going to try to get in. And then at the end of the day, they're going to do what they do. Right. All right, so I I came here to talk a little bit some border talk. What what about what you what do you know about my boy Hunter? <laughs> what, what do we know about Burisma and some quid pro quo? 
what happened between 2012 and 2019? Well, that's the, that's the, uh, let's see, the, I think the Republican, the oversight committee just did a, what they do, like a, an investigation or, or they launched, they were doing their investigation on the Biden family, right? And I believe nine, nine of them or so have been paid by foreign, according to what, you know, what they found have been paid by foreign countries basically for no services, you know, just kind of, you know, I guess for being a Biden. Well, I saw, I, I got my, got my hands on some files, but you know, I was seeing that, that it was around, I think it started in 2014. I was saying that in 2014, uh, some London banks, there's an the oligarch that owned, um, Burisma, part of the Soviet Union, and all of that. Forgot his mm-hmm. name, um, but uh, some London back seized over twenty-three million dollars that he owned. Again, he's coming from the Soviet Union. This is old, old, old money. All right, two thousand fourteen of April, two thousand fifteen, uh, uh, two thousand fourteen of May. Hunter Biden is on the board of Burisma. Mm. You know. So it's one of those, you know, so it's, you know, it's, ooh. It's that double standard, man. If, if again, if this would have been Trump's family, Trump's son, Don Jr., Eric, you know, they, they would have, they would have been locked up already. If not, you know, at least charged, um, would have been all over the place. So this is kind of like the breakdown of, of what the oversight committee announced. So um, pretty much. Biden family members and business associates created a web of over 20 companies. Most were limited LLC, limited liability companies formed after Joe Biden became vice president. So the Biden family received millions of dollars uh, from foreign sources. So bank records show the Biden family, their business associates and their companies received over 10 million from foreign nationals and their related companies. Uh, the community the committee has identified payments to Biden family members from foreign companies while he served as vice president and after he left public office. So and I and I believe they were saying that these these are like shell companies, so they don't even yeah. do anything. It's just pretty much they're there to administer payment for whatever reason to to Biden family members. So, you know, if that's something where you know, if if they're finding all this, I would hope that the Department of Justice is doing their part and looking into these, you know, right? So they can, in a, in a nonpartisan manner, you know, because if, if we have a politician that's, you know, getting paid by foreign countries, right, and his family member is getting paid, uh, you would have to imagine that he's doing something against our interest to benefit himself. Right. right? I mean, 2016 comes along and that's when Biden goes ahead and tells Ukraine, we're not going to give you any more aid until you stop investigating who my son. (laughs) Yeah. Come on, brother. Come on. Like, you know, it's just one of those. It's a paper trail. And it's so, again, you get enough people, you get enough people screaming, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. And then you're like, oh, sh- oh, snap. I am alone on this. I am. 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it makes you it makes you uh makes you wonder if you're you know crazy. <laughs> it makes you wonder. Am yeah. I alone? On, Am man. I alone on this? Come on, on this man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Get out the pool. <laughs> but you know. Well, we'll see what comes of that. I think it's interesting, you know. Obviously, you know he is the president, so they're probably going to try to keep it uh, as quiet as possible. Again, they become partisan, so you know it's hard to believe yeah. that they would even go after him hard, right? Or like they should no, even Daniel, hard. They should. Not as hard as they should, but Daniel. And if we go back, you know. Hunter was on the on the board in 2014. In 2015, the White House starts expressing their feelings about an ex president's son or a sitting president's son being being you know they're 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 talking about it and why yeah. it was in the middle of, of the elections. It was Hillary. Hillary is trying to destroy Biden and the Obamas or whatever. She was running for president, right? So that's yeah. how quick the White House was to yeah you know it is kind of weird. Forward a little bit to 2019. We're talking 2015 to 2019. Now mm-hmm. the laptop. Now him sitting on the is Russian disinformation. Yeah, and even that All was uh, even that was like those those 51 uh, people that or Intel uh, personnel that signed that it was disinformation. I think even those were like recruited by the Bidens. So, which is like okay, you know. It, it's it's crazy, man. The, the the standard, you know, it sucks because it's only there on one side, and you know they're they're getting away with it now. But you know, I think like like uh, Danny has said in the past few episodes, is you know with with time the truth will come out. So you know all these lies, these cover ups that they've done, um, you know the the intel committee that signed all that just to kind of pull people into thinking that it was interference russian interference that that laptop you know it, it it'll come out and it has come out that yeah you know they were practically recruited by the bidens to nepotism go- daniel it's it's nepotism it's all it's all for their own gain you got the job because you knew the bidens People getting in trouble for saying they know Biden, you know, Uh, that Archer guy that did time for saying that he knew the Biden. So, you know, again, another colleague of Hunter Biden. Right. He's hanging around with all these shady characters, but we can't, you know, they no arrows point to him, even though Mm -hmm. there's a paper trail. So it's like the way I see it is nepotism, nepotism. He yeah. doesn't know anything about oil and gets himself onto and you know onto the board of like the only energy company in Ukraine, the only energy company that has licensing. After <laughs> after an oligarch gets the owner gets twenty three million wiped. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah, and the main investigator gets silenced. Yeah. You know? So yeah. hey, well we'll see we'll see it all it'll all come out. It's coming out little by little, and and uh, we'll see at the end how it all plays out. But um, were you were you able to catch the town hall yesterday? Just the funny, just the good parts. <laughs> just the highlights on the on just social. the highlights. 
<laughs> and I watched, uh, I think, uh, I probably started watching halfway through it. Because uh, I, I, I didn't know. Well, I, I knew it was on, but like I had forgot it was on. And I don't watch CNN, so it's not like I'm up to date with with their programming, right? And, you know, it's kind of one of those things that go, right? He went on CNN, um, you know, but, hey, they need. Well, shout out to CNN for inviting, inviting <laughs> the dude, man. Either you need those clicks or, or, or something, man. But if you if want to talk about freedom of speech, you know, that's that's what it's there for. You know, there's other people on Twitter mad that CNN was having them over. Yeah. But, hey, man, it, it all goes back to the discussion where don't don't just dismiss me, critique me. You know, yeah. talk to me and then I'll talk, I'll critique back. But once, once you start, yeah, but you and, you know, it's, it's all, if you get emotional, I don't want to talk to you while you're emotional. I want the hard facts, you know? So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a show like about three or four clips from that town hall just so you could kind of get the vibe of it. You know, I think he they did, okay. I think he did okay overall. Cause you know, it is CNN uh, and obviously CNN. Your These attack. people are gonna act like they didn't miss this. <laughs> like they didn't like this isn't what we've been missing. Is this doomsday, you know? Bring that it was back. probably their their highest ratings in, in a minute. Uh, you know, they 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 need Trump in office. So they they're keep, gonna bring cable back. So here here's like I'll, I'll kind of show a few and then just kind of so you kind of get a vibe of how how it went race if you are the republican nominee and you are in that 2024 race will you commit tonight to accepting the results of the 2024 election yeah if i think it's an honest election absolutely i would will you commit to accepting the results of the election regardless of the outcome you want me to answer it again if i think it's an honest election i would be honored to and right now we are so far ahead of both democrat and republican and you know what if i don't win this country is going to be in big trouble it's so sad to see what's happening but no commitment there on the accepting the results regardless of the if, outcome. If it's an honest election, correct, but, I will. Okay, so not committing to accepting the 2024 election results or acknowledging what happened in 2020. Go President ahead. Trump, I want to thank you for... <laughs> so you guys... Why are they standing? <laughs> First of all, why are they standing? I don't know. Guys. I think that was the last segment, so they were standing. Oh, uh, okay. That was towards yeah, the end. The- but you kind of see that vibe, right? Like, it, it wasn't just like, okay, I'm asking you this question. He gave his answer, which I mean, you know, he's telling you if it's a if it's an honest election, it's like yeah, I'll accept the 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 results, right? And and I think it's because you know it's for for the mainstream media, it's a foregone conclusion. The twenty twenty election was perfect, nothing to see there. You know what I mean? And that's the angle they're taking. I, I, I it just I think he's not your average politician. He's not a politician at all, you know, so they want him to give these politician answers where he's beating around the bush and dancing around the, you know, because obviously, you know, there's some people that don't think it was rigged. But, you know, they hate even hearing about it anymore, you know, mm-hmm. so he doesn't want to hurt those fans, you know, fans or whatever, followers, lobbyists, whatever it is, you know, the donors. And, you know, he's just being himself. He's being himself. Yeah. He's being who he was when he got voted in. What he got voted in for, you know? Yeah. And and then I believe their first question was about the 2020 election. So then they had a, I'm kind of going to jump ahead, but they had like a group after that, you know, CNN had that, you know, they watched the, the uh, 
what do you call it? The town hall and kind of had him react. So just so you could kind of see against the, the media, CNN had an agenda. So just kind of ch- check this out right here. Does it bother you that he keeps talking about 2020 and not 2024? I'll ask you first. This is Jonathan Leslie. He's 40, Republican, voted for Trump twice. How do you feel about those lies? So I feel like part of it's also the media narrative as you guys ask him the first question at the town hall about the 2020 election rather than current stuff. So don't you think he could say it's time for me to start talking about 2024, not lies that aren't true? Couldn't the media ask him a question about 2024? Well, there were questions, but you're right. That was the first thing, but that's something that was on our mind. That's why I was asked first. So it's like the, the CNN asked Trump about 2020, the first question, but then CNN is playing it as, why is he still talking about 2020? But it's like, you know, CNN, we're not, we're not dumb, you know? He's yeah. talking about 2020 because that's the first question you asked him. It's not like that he just started talking about it. Is yeah. That's what you wanted to talk about. And now you're trying to spin it as, oh, he's still talking about it, you know? Yeah. That and just... that's he. That guy didn't take any stance where he was like, you know, it did get stolen. It did. Two thousand. He is right. He he just said you guys went ahead Ooh. and asked that. He's not. You know that. There's no other details to label what that guy was. If you want to call him a Chad, go for it. <laughs> but maybe he's a liberal. Maybe he paints his toenails and does you know whatever owns a chihuahua. I don't know what liberals do, but, you know, it'd be unfair to uh, to label him that way. I think that's just an observation that we can all put together. Again, going back to that one picture of the Border Patrol guy on the horse that, you know, they confused it with uh, a whip. Mm-hmm. It's optics. It's optics. If you get enough people yelling, again, yelling loud enough over you, this is what it was, then, you know, you're going to, again, you're going to be that weirdo or just quiet down and just yeah. disappear into that bush. So, <laughs> but, or or you, you stand in what you're, what you're saying. Right. And then kind of, it. it's funny. Cause executed. And then this is the third clip is literally exactly that. So it's people saying one thing, but there's one person that's like, nah, man. No. Exactly. So check this out. But it's exactly what you just described right now. But a couple of things. First of all, town halls are for the voters, not for the press, not for the person who's the moderator. Caitlin spent more time interjecting her own viewpoints or her own views on the situation. Those are actually facts. Now, are you hold on? Are you guys not going to interject your views on here? Do I get a chance to speak now? If you're speaking falsely, those were facts. The town hall is for the president to speak to the voters of New Hampshire, not for this back and forth well, that's with, with media. Who that's number that? one. Hold on. That's hold on. That's number one. Number two, with respect to Ukraine, I totally disagree. He did not say he was just going to give over Ukraine the way you intimate, Van. He did not say that. He didn't say he what would, he said. He did not say that he Van, would. Van, what he, victory, Van, what he said was is that he would actually look for a solution to end it quickly. He put 24 hours on it. But let's be very clear. What Joe Biden has done has been a disaster because initially with Ukraine. Joe Biden wanted to give Vladimir Zelensky a a ride out of Dodge. He wanted to give him a plane ride. And it wasn't until people in Moscow, in Ukraine, here in the United States said this invasion is wrong, that Joe Biden reversed course. Do you want a victory in Ukraine? I'm just trying to respond to everything that's been coming up on the table. Last thing, let me say this. Um, We spent 22, 23 minutes talking about January 6th. 
Uh, we could have been talking about a whole lot of other issues instead of do, doing that for the first half hour or so. But let me be very clear. What was said in this town hall about National Guard troops that were authorized by Caitlin, by Caitlin was wrong. I'm on the oversight committee. I was in two hearings on January 6th. It was testified in oversight that Donald Trump authorized National Guard troops on January 4. He followed up in a call with then acting Secretary of Defense on January 5, trying to see where the deployment was on those troops. That is testimony in the oversight committee. Everybody testified in oversight committee when Nancy Pelosi was Speaker of the House, except one organization, and that was the Capitol Police. Did you read the Secretary Nancy of Pelosi Defense would book? not allow that. The, it, I'm telling well, I'm telling you what was testified to in the oversight what, committee right. under oath. Well, let me just see. There you go. Yeah, it's, it's a that, tactic. That's a key point, though. It's like you, you, we're talking about things that were testified under oath, not just what was said randomly on, on CNN or Fox News or whatever. It's things that, you know, if, you, if you're under oath, you got to tell the truth. And if you don't, there's there's a punishment for that. Right. God's going to get you. Right. Exactly. And if you're on CNN and you're not telling the truth, well, there's no there's no repercussions for it, right? So how many of them apologize for the vaccine, for for the pandemic, for the Hunter Biden laptop? None of them go back. No, and and I mean CNN had the whole the whole purple dark looking counter for for COVID deaths when when COVID was going on, and and you know they're using that to manipulate people into scaring people to make. Uh, you know, basically make Trump look like he didn't know how to handle the situation when it came to COVID. And then they just had all the deaths adding up. So it's like, yeah, they, they, they have their agenda. They, they, you know, they're, that's what they're good at. You know, that's, that's their job is to, you know, you would have hoped their job is to just, you know, tell the news as it is and let people decide, but they've gone so far from that where it's like, we're going to tell you what it is. And, you know, you got to believe us or else, you know, again, they start to label, label you stuff. So, you know, it, it's 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 the media and, and we just got to pay attention to it. And I, again, I think overall he did fine for for it being CNN. Uh, you could see the, the moderator, that lady was kind of interjecting her her stances and trying to make corrections here and there. And it was like if if Trump was debating that lady for the presidency or something, um, you know, and, and that's the thing. It's like, I would love to see Biden do that. Right. I would love to see Biden do a town hall where he's not a, he's not handed all the questions in advance and B he's kind of getting some opposition while he's doing the town hall. So, you know, they need to put Biden up there and we'll see if they debate. Cause you know, uh, Biden's an old man. He's not, it doesn't seem to be cognitively all there. You know, it's not trying to be mean. It's just kind of, you know, what I see, what I think everybody sees. Daniel, I, you know, I was thinking about it, right? You know, how old is he? He's going to be 86. And if he completes his second term, something like that. I'm, I mean, 86, right? 86 years old. I can't imagine who would want their grandparents to have that much pressure on them or even what grandparent would want that pressure. You have, I think it's friends going through a revolution right now because they're pushing back the retirement age mm. a year or two, you know, mm-hmm. from 60 to 70. Now you got Biden turning 86. You telling me he wants to be there. You know, he's cognitive enough. 
when you got other countries starting revolutions over a couple years pushback of the yeah. retirement age? Come on. It's not whether, you know, should he, should he be up there leading, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Uh, we'll, we'll see, right? Because it's, you know, a whole nother, what, maybe year and a half before we have the elections again. Um, you know, that's a long time. And again, he doesn't, he doesn't look as healthy as he possibly could look. You know, I'm not saying I want... I'm not saying he's going to die or anything, but just, you know, it's he's he's a very old man that, again, looks like he's not 100 percent there. Yeah. But, you know, that's just kind of, you know, a a lot of a lot of what happened yesterday. Right. And, And today. So yesterday with the town hall today, you know, you had the the whole border thing going down so you know we'll see how it how it all ends up playing out but you know my advice to everybody is kind of pay attention you know look at different news sources don't just fall for that same pandering that anti-immigrant anti-hispanic anti-latino anti whatever anti thing you know you're, you're falling for it you know don't don't fall for it it's just words that they use to keep you emotional and then when you're emotional, they're going to control what you decide, right? You're going to keep deciding for and voting for the people that sound nice because you're upset at the other ones that sound mean. You know, at the end of the day, that's how we end up with Joe Biden, a messed up economy, right? The people couldn't take that one guy was mean. <laughs> Hell of a podcast. <laughs> Oh man. But no, I mean, you know, that was that's that's pretty much uh you know everything I kind of wanted to run down today. Um, you know, it's well we'll see what happens with everything with the election, with that whole Biden investigation, and just you know what happens at the border. You know, right now there's a lot of people, um, you know, I believe uh, you know, a lot of journalists, like independent ones that are just reporting what's going on, you know. They're down there giving people the real story, the real news, the real images, not just the what you get on the news again to, to have you all emotional and all that. So, all we'll, the sugar we'll news. That, yeah, we'll see how that all plays out. And, you know, it's it's a it's an interesting. How could you put it? Story, not story, but just an in, interesting thing to see. You know what, what's going to happen with all that, with all the people down there, and you know how just that that'll all play out and how it'll affect the country, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, for a country to be strong, you got to have your borders, you got to protect them, and you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, the people with good intentions that just kind of want to work, make a better life, hopefully they're able to make it in, you know. But you know, again, do it the right way, and and those people that have don't have any good intentions, you know, hopefully they get weeded out, you know, but we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Cool. Well, thanks for, for tuning in. Thanks for coming on Christian. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll catch you guys on the next one then.